What's up, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Evening Alpha. I am your host, Todd. Uh, and uh, man, so, you know, it, it's not often that we get so most of as you guys know, I'll just start with this. As you guys know, most of the projects, most of the, the startups that we have on Evening Alpha um, have been uh, NFT based, like on the storytelling side, we've had filmmakers, we've had um, even 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 um, uh, NFTs dealing with a space program. We've had a lot of incredible companies on this show, um, but most have been focused purely on the storytelling side or the NFT side. Well, tonight we've got a guest that's actually a little more on the tech and security side, and I'm super excited uh, to to introduce you guys to this person. But before we do, uh, I want to just do a little bit of housekeeping from the Adult Fantasy Homefront. Uh, so we have, so last week, if you guys were not aware or you haven't had time to check it out last Thursday, uh, we launched a brand new series on our Thursday show, which is called lore games. So lore games is the adult fantasy 30,000 foot view for our decentralized, uh, narrative universe. And what we did was we opened it up and we started to use a little bit of chat GPT to help our our crew both on camera and in chat organize questions that we could use to create our next uh comic series and our next graphic novel as you guys know uh volume one we ended up launching a novel so we have zach arbella who's a 13-time uh, fantasy novelist writing our first novel the second well point i guess one volume 1.1 was the origin comic that uh, avery butterworth um illustrator from heavy metal magazine and, and image comics drew uh, and uh, now we're working on the next volume. We, we did volume two and we got that away. And now volume three is out and we're just starting that. So what we've done that's very different is now if you go into Discord, there's a channel called uh, LG-Vote. I know I'm saying that right. LG-Vote. LG and if you're an adult, if you're a holder, you can go in and you can actually see all of the questions that we came up with uh, on Thursday night's lore games. Uh, and you can go in and you can vote. So please take a moment you haven't already go to discord go into that channel and vote because that really makes a difference it's going to really push it's we're really going to it's really going to tell us what to actually create it's, it's going to help us out tremendously so as you guys know we're, we're really open and we're really transparent about what we're creating uh and we would love your your help in that so please go over to the discord uh if you don't know where that is link is in uh, twitter at adult fantasy nft at adult fantasy nft do not forget the nft part i will i am warning you uh, <laughs> if you see adult entertainment, it's not us. I mean, we're adult entertainment, but like nerd adult entertainment. So you know what I'm saying? It's kind of a thing. So, but go over to adult fantasy NFT and check it out and uh, hop, hop into discord. Uh, and uh, you'll know you're on the right discord. If you see a lot of friendly faces and people and like cartoons and comics, if you see like, you know, not safe for work images, just, you know, just back out. It's fine. Or stay. It's not, who am I to judge? Anyway, uh, Anyway, that's it. Go check it out. Love you guys. Help us vote. Uh, and with that said, on to tonight's programming. Um, all right, so here we go. So I've been using this application. This it's a as a Chrome extension. I've been using it uh, now for I think several several weeks. Um, and uh, I first heard about it through Twitter, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I kept hearing a little bit more and a little bit more. And then just like most really cool apps. It was actually Dusty that was like, no, dude, you really got to try it. I was like, okay, fine. It's not going to drain my wallet, is it? And he's like, no, man, trust me. It's cool. So it is phenomenal. I love this. I love this app. 
uh, and I cannot wait to introduce you to Nish and his project Pocket Universe. What's up, man? How are you? I'm fantastic, thanks. Well, I love that introduction, and I'm just admiring the collection you have behind you on your shelves you. as well. Thank you. I, I, I call this the world's most expensive green screen. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So so first question, really, the, the big question is like, what is Pocket Universe? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the fastest summary or like the quickest intro I can give is basically we protect people against wallet draining scams. Um, that's like our one and basically only mission is just to protect people from scams. Like you said, what we've built is a Chrome extension and all it does is it pops up before your wallet pops up and it tells you super clearly what you're about to sign in that wallet. Like if it's a scam, you'll see a big red like warning saying, hey, like probably don't sign this. If you're minting an NFT, you'll see super clearly that you know, you're buying an NFT for this amount of ETH and you just see what happens to your wallet before you actually sign it. Um, that's like the one minute summary, I'd say. That's awesome. That's a good elevator pitch, man. And I I'll say this, like it really, what really got me because there are other I actually use a couple others, right? So I have I have a few that do kind of sort of the same thing. But mm. I want to tell you what I think your secret sauce is. Well, there's a couple things. Um, the first is that is that your messaging in the app is is clear and basic English. So it's it's very obvious when you read it. Uh, it's it's just basic UI. But it's one of those things. It's such a small thing that I think a lot of people might miss. And I'm glad you guys caught it. Where you have you have People like me, like, you know, I do a lot of, you know, obviously my background is in animation and comics, but I also have a back end in software and front end design. And so, you know, when I can see something very clearly, that's like, hey, here's what's happening to your, here's what's about to happen to your thing. Right. <laughs> and, and it's very clear um, as opposed to like just in and out. Um, that is a tremendous help. Um, and I also like, and I want to, I have so many questions about your, some of your decision making because some of the other things that I, one of the other processes that I like is that you actually stop people before they go uh, and and hit their their at least in my my case like their ledger right like before before I'm going in and and putting in everything to transfer to to sign like I actually have to at least at least in the free version you have to hit continue and mm -hmm. I actually I actually while I love that because I I know while it might be uh like almost like a blocker to some people who are getting that fomo rush of like oh my god the drop is happening right now and i got it uh, right like while it may be a blocker to someone like me who's been around a little bit longer i have i i you know my you know like everybody a, a big fear is the drain and all that stuff like like for me i love it because it forces me to look at your app right i literally straight up my user my my uh user experience i literally have to move the other app out of the way that i use like i look at it, i'm like okay cool i move that window out of the way i look at yours to make sure and then i have to hit continue and then mm -hmm. i can go do my 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 business right and and I, I i'm fascinated by that decision because it seems i don't think most people would understand that that's an actual decision right like that's there's thought behind that and so i'm curious as to what you were thinking what you guys were thinking about when you when you went in that direction yeah sure i mean i think the the key part of that choice was we don't want anyone to be within one click of being scammed ever mm -hmm. like if you're you know one click away from being scammed any like slight mistake any misclick can just result in you know thousands of dollars being lost which is pretty tragic and i've seen it happen in the past as well yeah so our philosophy there was like we want like you said to make people take a pause and like understand what they're doing before they 
are within one click of being scanned. Um, and we pretty intentionally like, yeah, did the pop-up before the wallet. Uh, also, I'm not sure if it works for every single person, but it usually pops up on the left side as opposed to MetaMask is on the you know right side of your window. That was like all like small things that like draw your attention away and make sure that you know you're checking in before you continue. And I think the other thing, and, and correct, this is where I'm gonna I'm going outside of my bounds in terms of like my technical knowledge and and what happens. But correct me if I'm wrong, but basically the way it works is that you actually test the transaction and kind of hit that contract before someone like me, like the user hits the contract. So you actually go and hit the contract and test it to see what the result might be and then report back, yo, this is safe or hey, this is gonna drain your wallet. Is that kind of correct? Yeah, pretty much. Like I think um, at a like, conceptual level, basically, as you said, we pretend to be you, we hit the contract and see exactly what you're trying to do. Like what will it do to your wallet? And we come back and report that to you. That's like just conceptually what we're doing. We're just running like a test transaction for you to see what that contract's trying to do. Um, yeah, that's pretty much spot on. And, and we can always dive deeper into the technical side of it if you want, but sure, in whatever. summary, most people, most people just like understand it as a test transaction. And when did you guys launch? How long have you been live? Uh, seven months ago. So I'm not sure if you remember, but Premium got hacked uh, around seven months ago. And that's yeah. when we launched because we were like, look, we can't stay in beta any longer. Just get it out there, protect people. Um, and it's been a while, seven months since. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, God, I, re I, I remember that hack. And I, I remember, it must have been around there when I saw you guys pop up, but I, it's amazing that it's already been seven months because to me, it feels like, yeah, you know, it's NFT time. <laughs> like that was yesterday, wasn't it? Like you guys have been out a week. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm curious, as someone who's focusing on on the security side of things, like, what do you, so this is something we used to have, and we still probably should have in our Discord, like, anytime there was a scam, and we, anytime there's a scam, we obviously would post in our Discord, if there's like a, a big one. Um, we used to have an entire channel dedicated to it. Um, so I'm, and it's like, there's, there's scam, there's new scams all the time, and they're really good. And, and I, I can't tell you the number of times where I've almost gotten hit um, mm. in different ways, right? And so I'm, I'm curious from your perspective as someone that's building in the space, like, what do you, what do you see as the, I mean, I'm, I'm curious on two fronts. What do you see as the biggest concern, right? Like what's the biggest thing that people do wrong when they're, mm -hmm. when they're kind of going about their day. And then what's the biggest, like, if you had a magic wand where you could say the entire industry should do this, have 17 wallets and one, there's a cold wallet and a hot wallet and a nice cold wallet. And, you know, special ops, whatever they call it, where you're ripping your, you know, you're, you're, you're dividing your, you're dividing your, you know, your seed phrase and in, in 24 different pieces and scattering them across the universe. Like what, so what's the biggest like problem that people have right now? And if you had a magic wand, like what would be the best solution for people? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's interesting that you um, ask it in that way. Cause I think a lot of people ask the same thing where, where the question is framed around like, what are people doing wrong? And I think that's like the, the Web3 ethos because everyone is very like, I guess, self-responsible in, in our space. Um, sure, you know, like yeah. you know, your, your keys, your assets, that kind of stuff. Um, but the thing that like Justin and I, my co-founder and I uh, really think about is like, rather than thinking about what people are doing wrong, it's like, what can we do for the people? Like, I really yeah. think there's a lot of like, I mean, the infrastructure around security just lacks so heavily. And that's kind of why we built Pocket Universe to begin with. Um, so when it comes to like, what are people doing wrong? I think like the age old problem here is like just being informed about what scams are out there. 
but I don't expect people to always keep up with like all the different types of scams out there, which is exactly like why we built Pocket Universe. It should just be easy to be safe. Like you shouldn't be risking your assets every time you interact with anything. Um, so I know it's like not, not the typical answer to, you know, what should people be doing different or like watching out for. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just like, if, if anything, help like educate yourself on like the dangers out there and the risks. Um, but really like my, my true focus is around building infrastructure to keep people safe as a default so that you don't even have to think about being safe. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Like one of the things that we did, so we, you know, one of the, and I, you know, this as a builder in the space, like, you know, there, there's no, the pipelines of web three are not really built yet. Right. Mm. So, so in web two, you had, you had Facebook, you had uh, YouTube, you had other large platforms kind of come in and they built the pipelines and then they own, that's how they just, took over the social graph and everything else. And, and for web three, there's that, that battle is kind of happening right now. Cause it, of course it is, but, but as a, as a software team, you know, for us, we had the same issue on our side. You know, our, our problem was I, I personally, especially for blue chip projects, like I've been fortunate, I, you know, I got in early on a few things. And so I, I I'm in a couple of blue chip projects and it drives me nuts that they still ask you to connect your wallet to verify your holdings whenever you're asked to do something. Hey, you want this new this the, the new staking option or the new coin or the new metaverse or the new airdrop or whatever it is, we need to verify so that we're gonna, you gotta connect. And people get drained all the time because of course scammers are just gonna like, you know, copy the code, change the URL and, and, and take advantage. It, and it drives me nuts. And so one of the things that we did with Adult Fantasy is we we created our own our own um, minting site, and the way that we decided to capture like allow listing or or anything from our our holders was we created a dual um, a multi connect wallet. So basically, mm -hmm. what happens is in the first field you put in your verification wallet. It also serves as your destination wallet, right? So it's like okay, I'm holding in this wallet, and that's where I want it to go. And so we just look at it and reread it. There's no connecting. And then the second, and once you once we say, okay, cool, you have it, and the system says, great, then then the second field opens, and that's where you put in the, the payment address, the wallet that you want to pay funds out of. So you can, you can literally pay with your hot wallet and send it to your cold wallet, right? And it does that through verification. You, like the whole thing works, and you never, so our members never, ever, ever, and partners never have to worry about connecting their, their cold storage wallet and endangering anything. And it drives me nuts that I don't see more of this. You know what I mean? Like we're to the point where maybe, maybe similar to like pocket universe where we're just like, screw it. Maybe we just put it out as even open source or whatever, like get it out there. Cause the idea that you're still going to connect and do these things is ridiculous to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I love that you've done that for your holders. But that's like very responsible. I think, I think it's something that very few projects do. Um, and like you said, like even the blue chip, like well-known projects, don't do this, right? I've seen no. so many people from, you know, Yuga, from Clonex, from Mizuki, they, they just get stolen from and it's, it's devastating each time. I think just the other week, 300K in CryptoPunks was stolen by like one click, yep. um, which is just insane. Uh, so I'm really happy to hear that you've, you've done that. Yeah, and these are like, the thing that scares me the most too, Nish, is that like a lot of the people that are getting wiped out are not newbies. Like people that are like OG, OG, like, been around a long time and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I got wiped out today. And I'm like, what happened? Like, how, like really? Like it's, it's, it's the scariest thing ever. And I think it's, it's one of those things where 
especially if you're if you're in, in NFTs or crypto long enough or or as we go forward in time, right? Because everyone starts at different points. Like eventually I feel like every one of us is going to get to the point where, you know, if you're in, it's my belief that if you're in this market long enough, you're going to hit on something that's really valuable. One of your calls is going to come in and you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe this thing is mooning or whatever. Like the thing, the thing that I purchased is actually valuable now. And everybody all of a sudden has this, has this weird moment where they where that's when they start to freak. Mm. Right. Cause if you have a hot wallet and there's not a lot in it, or, you know, people would just get, it's like dirty and people are like, whatever, I don't even care. But the minute something accrues a little bit of value, um, the fear kicks in like, mm. and it's a dramatic, like, it's like, I don't know. It's like almost like mo quote unquote, mo money, mo problems. Like the minute <laughs> that there's the value increases, your stress level increases dramatically. Right. So like, did, did something happen to you personally where you were like, where you were like kind of motivated to do this or was it more of just like a market, a, a market view where you're just like, okay, this is a, a problem I need to solve. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess like two, two things to touch on there. I guess like, I, I kind of like know how it feels to get scammed, not from the web three NFT space, but back when I used to play computer games, I remember the feeling of like getting scammed out of like, you know, some equip on like a computer game and just the heart drops and you're just like, what did I just do? what just happened freak out you know a bit so i've been there and definitely done that um but in the web3 space i think when it really clicked for justin and i was at the apecoin drop for all the yuga holders ah. and the day before that happened something like two or three million dollars was fished away from people again like you say one click your board apes are gone because you have to connect your board ape wallet to claim like apecoin it's it was ridiculous it's ridiculous um, it was that that's one of my we that's one of my personal beasts is like, uh, I was like, look, you raised, you raised 400 million, you know, you earned another 300 plus million, 350 plus like open source something like do it right now. Like there's no reason for any, and, and it's like this with anybody, like any of the top 50 projects, like, like, look, I love adult fantasy. Like I, I know we're a top 50, but, but from a financial point, we're not, we're not top 50. Why are we creating a solution for this? I mean, I'm glad we did. And I'm, my holders, you know, we're, we're super happy that we did. And we do it. We give away for any for free, like whatever. But but it certainly shouldn't be just us. Right. Like, yeah. why can't why can't other like why isn't Board Ape uh, kind of promoting Pocket Universe or or any of the other? Why isn't Azuki saying, hey, by the way, here's a thing or maybe they are. I, I don't know. But like there should. Why aren't they? It doesn't seem like the top 50 projects promote they promote security when it's a danger like hey hey everyone just letting you know there's a new scam right and then the next week they're like we're doing an airdrop connect your wallet you know <laughs> and it's like wait a minute like what it, it I, what in your in your opinion like why why do you, is it just a focus on like a, a myopic focus on their, what they're working on the i don't want to say money focus but just like project focused or do you think it's a bigger issue like why haven't they done what you what we're doing like what you've done what pocket universe is doing um i think it's a little hard to say to be honest like i mean i, I don't know personally like the yugo team or like what their what their focus is on there i know recently they've started to do something now which protects their people a little bit more but i think from the other nft projects that i've talked to um who are generally like a bit a bit like earlier or less successful than yuga maybe um i think most of them focus so heavily on like marketing and community building that they forget about like everything else. Like, I mean, I talked to 30 NFT communities probably as we were building a Pocket Universe to, to tell them, hey, like your event's coming up in a month. 
I'd love to protect your people leading up to the mint because they're probably going to get scammed yep. like, on the way there. Yeah. Um, but most of them don't care that much, uh, unfortunately, right? Which is just, I guess, tragic in a way. And I think it is short-sighted, like you said, in the sense that they're kind of like letting down their community, but still trying to build community very heavily. It's like a weird like paradox. Right, like it's like, hey, we're community focused, but I mean, I don't want to, this is not, this is going to sound like I'm throwing shade and I, I promise I'm not, but it, it, it almost is like, hey, we're protecting our community, but not that much. Like, like, well, you know, it, maybe, I mean, maybe it's, it might be, I can understand, I guess, I guess my question is like, I understand the, the defensiveness, right? Because as a project owner or founder, you know, you get hit up a lot and most of the stuff is complete garbage. And it's, most of it is scams. It's like, you have scammers hitting you up to try to scam your audience. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta be like, ah, I'm really interested. But then at the same time, it, it takes, it takes one second to look at a website and it's obviously like a legitimate website. And again, that can be faked. So you're like, cool. It looks like a legit thing. Let me reach out to, to Nish and just like say, let's do a zoom call or whatever and, and say, Oh, this is a real person. Like, you know, one of the, again, one of the reasons that we started evening alpha was because, you know, we, um, well, I, I so in the green room, I, I mentioned that one of the reasons we started evening alpha is because we were doing this anyway, because we were reaching out to other, NFT projects and other and other communities to find who the who the real projects were so we could network and kind of get to know them. But the backstory mm -hmm. to that was because when we we jumped, we launched in 2021. And at the time, it was like one of the ways that you helped grow your audience was through collaboration and giveaways. So we were we were collabing and doing giveaways with other projects, right? And we had we even had a channel where it was like you can post your shit there. And we were like, hey, we don't know who these people are. We tried to give like like big red flags, like do your diligence, but we're, we want a place for this. But what ended up happening is uh, as our community grew and as we put the time and the effort to get to know people and they got to know us and there's like that, that bond that happens, people, mm -hmm. when we started doing collaborations, people that we loved, like people that we really know in our audience were like, hey man, so this sounds really cool. Do you guys trust them? Do you know them? And we had mm -hmm. to be honest and be like, honestly, we don't like, as much as you can at the time, which was like, I mean, we've exchanged some DMs with them and they seem cool, but we didn't, we didn't know. And so, and so the, 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 the pre evening alpha was on the collaboration side. We were like, well, let's reach out to this project. Hey, they want to do a collab with us. Well, if you're willing to hop on camera and have a little bit of a conversation, then at yeah. least, I mean, at least there's a, the, it's, I don't want to say it's like a hundred percent that that person's honest or whatever, you know, but, but at the same time, like most, most people that I've met in my life who are, who are, who have bad intentions don't want their face out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've... So, so if you can, if you can hop on a call and be like, Hey, let's talk about your project. Let's see. Yeah. How would this cloud work? Cool. Well, now we're working as, as founders and actually connecting on a real level. Um, and I can then go back to my community and say, yeah, I talked with this guy you know, hmm. and he seemed legit, you know, like, and, and, and then later it was like, yeah, we talked to him. Here's the video, right? Hey, we're doing a partnership yeah, yeah. with, with pocket universe. Check out the video. We think they're great, but you know, do, do your own research, but here's the video. And so <laughs> it became, it became such a better way to connect. And I think, especially as we move forward, like I, I'm always trying to find my, my personal goal for this year is to try to find ways in which we can educate and create that a better sense of security and onboarding because I'm I have a lot of friends who are really interested in crypto and I hate that I get them all excited 
And I'm like, yeah, you got to jump in and here's how you do it. And then I instantly follow up with, but don't go to the internet. Don't look it up and don't click on any links because your shit will go like it'll be gone. You know, and it's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. And they're like, whoa, like, how? so, so are you, what, what's your plan for now that you've got the security part down and, and you kind of have this, this two-step before you go to, to the, the cold, presumably the cold wallet or, or to the MetaMask to, to trigger, like what's, what's the next step? What are you guys thinking about developing past where you are now? Yeah, sure. We've got a bunch of things on the menu now, right now, actually. So um, one thing that's been completely like underserved, I think, is the mobile minters. So that's like more than half the people out there in the world minting on mobile, doing these things. And they're just completely unprotected, um, which is just wild, right? Uh, I think MetaMask is, has even less warnings on the mobile side than they do on the you know, desktop side. So uh, we're trying to get mobile out. That's like the main priority right now because it's just like half the people out there just have absolutely zero protection. Um, and that's our main goal, just protect as many people as possible uh, and make sure they're safe. Um, so yeah, mobile, we're thinking about moving to other chains as well as like, well, I mean, we're mainly in the NFT space right now, but we're also looking at the DeFi space and seeing what we can do for people there. Um, so I think those are like the three main places we're expanding into. Where you said the, the mobile place and what, what other space? Oh, uh, mobile, other chains oh. and DeFi as well. Awesome, and DeFi, cool. Um, are you guys, are you bootstrapped or are you venture backed? Uh, we did an incubator, a startup incubator, like I think at the start of 2022. So we had like a small amount of funding from there. Um, but besides that, it's just been me and Justin working on this, uh, on ourselves. Nice. <laughs> what, what incubator did you guys go with? Uh, we were in HF zero. It's like a, not, not a very well-known one. Okay. Um, just started recently over in Miami, actually. Oh, nice. I did a, um, I do a lot of advising and mentoring and I've done a lot of stuff with, uh, tech stars and 500 startups and, and a bunch of, bunch of other, mm. uh, teal fellowship, things like that. Um, so I, I find, I think awesome. one of the things that I, one of the things that you kind of pick up when you're in the startup space a lot is like, you know, and, and think that something that I have to commend you for, um, is that it's, and maybe you can talk about this cause I know this is a thing like, um, there's a predisposition among creative people to create and build all, I mean, Developers would call it iterative, but it's it's a little more than that. It's it's more like getting stuck in creator mode, uh, where a lot of projects, startups, companies tend to overbuild before they're ready. Right? Mm -hmm. You 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 see the problem, and then you think you see more problems, and so you kind of pack the thing, right? And sometimes, you know, it's a lot harder. And more elegant to create a simple product that works and solves that one problem and just does it as opposed to like spread yourself too thin by self solving multiple problems in multiple ways if you know what i mean and yeah. so i'm yeah. i'm i'm very like i'm i'm very impressed from a from someone who's built a lot of software i'm very impressed that you guys created you created one solution that solves one problem and it works, right? And as as simple as that sounds, I think maybe to some people listening, it's really not. Um, it's incredibly <laughs> difficult, right? Because because so can you? I'm curious about this. So like, can you talk about when you were building the product? Were there other problems that you looked at? Like, what was the iteration process, sort of the agile process that you came up with to say no? It's just the at least right now. 
you know, we can always expand. You can always expand and grow later, right? There's no problem with that. What, what I'm speaking to is the problem of like doing too much too soon. And so can you, can you speak to like from a, from a team perspective of like, okay, this is the one problem as opposed to like the laundry list and the, you know, the Asana or Trello board list that I know you have. <laughs> right? yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. I mean, Justin and I have been building in the web space for some time. And I think we've made those mistakes that you mentioned. We've made those mistakes of like not solving a real problem or like building too much without a real customer in mind, things like that. So I think we've made those mistakes and like learned from them. And for Pocket Universe, we were like, okay, we need to have a solid, like clear problem to solve, which there was because we just literally looked at the amount of dollars being lost in the NFT space. And we're like, that's very clear. That's like a measurable amount of problem we can solve. We can just prevent that from happening. Okay, cool. We've got a problem. Sweet. Um, and then the next thing we did was build an MVP. And I think the MVP word gets thrown around a lot and, and maybe misused sometimes. But we spent two weeks building the most simple security check ever. It only checked one thing, but that was the main, you know, wallet drainer out there at the time. And we just put it out into the world, like I said, when uh, Premium got hacked. And all we wanted to do was make sure that we're solving a small problem for a handful of people and get feedback from them and just iterate and improve from there. Um, one problem, one very, very simple and almost too simple solution at the time. Uh, and then just take it from there and be focused. Uh, that was all we thought at the time. Yeah, I, I the, the MVP, you know, I, it's a death trap. Right. Because it sounds it's so easy. Like I have a um, I've spent a lot of time kind of like tearing down lean startup methodology and and, you know, it, it's it's great in theory, but they leave a lot out and they miss a lot of things, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. One of the problems I have with with MVP. So MVP stands for uh, minimum viable product. And the problem with the MVP is the minimum viable part, because because you ask, you ask 100 different people on the same problem, even if they do the exact same research, and that minimum viable component is going to have 100 different answers, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and so when, I, when I advise people, I still use the word MVP, but I change it to maximum value. It's like, what's the, what's the smallest thing that you can build? Yes, but provide the maximum amount of value for that person, right? It's, it's got to serve both of those things. It's, we've got to be safe, safe in, in our in our coffers and our financing because we don't have a lot because we're a startup, right? So we have to be minimum in what we create. We got to prove the problem out. But then from the from the client side, it's got to have have such an impact that it's got to get them to wherever it is they want to go, whether it's security in your case or, or whatever. It's got to have it's got to have that maximum value impact on their side. So what's the smallest thing that we can do that can have the biggest impact for for the client, right? and or user right whatever like and and i think and i think you that's i think that's why i really love the way that you guys built your system because it, it does that it's it's it does a lot of complicated things on the back end and that you're actually you're not just reading the contract you're kind of you're kind of hitting it and seeing what actually happens when you trigger and and you're actually reporting back and it happens very quickly and so that from a user standpoint it just seems like there's like a kind of like a magic a magic to it you're like oh look this is what happens and then and I hope you don't get rid of it. Um, or maybe, maybe there's a, I'm sure, and I could be wrong, but um, maybe, maybe it's something optional on the premium side, maybe if I remember, but like getting rid of that continue button where you have to hit the button and kind of move forward. Is that a, is that a permanent thing or is that a, a free, is that, is on the free plan? And then when you hit premium, it's removed. Like what's the, remind me, I don't totally remember. Oh, what's the thing? So, I mean, our, our general plan is to have that as like the default because that's just kind of like how we think interaction should be 
But I think going forward in the future, we might have some toggles or some optionality because there are a lot of people who ask like, hey, can I have it like either side by side or can I have it warning only mode? Um, things like that. So mm. might add some optionality in that like in, later in the future. But for now, I think we're keeping it like this. And the current premium version, which is just a small experiment, to be honest, um, all it does is it skips the pop-up for official marketplaces. So we still check that you're on the official OpenSea contract. We still make sure you're safe from that perspective. But for people who are doing like 200 transactions a day, because some of them yeah. really do, um, they're just like, hey, like this is too much for me. Like I just need to skip it for those, like, right. those, websites, or those contracts. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So like super users, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, really quick, we're going to hop in the chat. Uh, we got a, everyone showing up. Um, Galaxy Rider, how you doing? Welcome. Um, KG, how you doing? Welcome. MK, what's up? What's up? Of course, I got to say hi to Dusty because Dusty gets mad if I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's up, Dusty? How you doing? Um, KG says, uh, love the app. Got turned on to it over the boring security discord. Awesome. Wicked. Um, Willie D says, what's up? Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Dusty says, getting scammed out of that rune battle axe sucked, y'all. Um <laughs> <laughs> MK seems to have have something to say. He says, uh, "Really smart price for pre smartly priced for premium." Reading the site, are you working with a, def a definition based model like virus definitions? So it's a live check with all the recipes of known scams. Yeah, so pretty much right now, um, most of the scams out there are fairly straightforward. So our checks are deterministic in the sense that we're not doing some like prediction algorithm. We're not trying to guess like, is this a scam? Is it not? We're literally checking what that transaction does what that contract does and we're telling you just yes no is this at risk of sort of draining all your assets so it is definition based at the moment i think in the future it might become more prediction based but for now it's very deterministic cool uh, mk followed it up with or is it also a heuristic type model where it looks excuse me common signatures based on what is noted in the scam table um so i hope that answered yeah. that mk uh yeah same answer there he says, LOL, and I love that you, you can't protect people. You say you can't protect people from rugs. Yeah, I mean, people come in and say, like, hey, the project team left. <laughs> and it's like, well, we can't stop that. <laughs> but, and uh, he follows up. MK says one more thing. He says, Hacker Fellowship Zero. Nice. Um, grew out of back-end capital. Super new. Digging in. Learning more. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a great program, honestly. Loved it. Um, and some great people behind it as well. Did they? I'm not familiar with Hacker Fellowship. Did they push you through, like, uh, kind of like it was an incubator? Yeah, yeah, it was three months, basically, like, learn the key lessons around how to do a startup. Um, mm -hmm. and, I mean, it was run by, like, some fantastic people. There's James, Lucy, and Dave. They, like, two of them had founded multi-billion dollar companies now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, they just had a wealth of experience to share with us. Awesome, awesome. Did they end up doing, like, a like a demo day, or did it kind of skip that part? Is that more of a... Uh, like, yeah, yeah, they did a demo day at the end, yeah. but we were still, like, very early into, like, yeah. our, our building journey. So we weren't, like, super part of it, but yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, Willie says, other than alerting the user, do any other notifications go out alerting others of the scam, say on Twitter, Discord, et cetera? Well, that's smart. So right now we haven't, uh, only because our users post like a screenshot of it and just tell everyone that they know, which is a great thing so far. I think in the future we might have like a Discord bot or something like that so that we can propagate it to like all the Discord channels that subscribe to us. Um, something like that might happen. But right now, I think it's a good idea and it's definitely on our laundry list on the Trello board, as you were saying. <laughs> But um, right now we don't do that. That's wicked. So so seven months, you guys have been open seven months. Um, how has adoption been? Have you found like people are are like is it is it? So here, here's here's my 
the the user side of me um wants to say obviously this is like hockey stick growth curve because everybody needs this the founder who's launched dozens of software products is like i know I, it's just like slamming your face against the keyboard constantly <laughs> like you know you know every time you bleed like a new user joins so you just have to keep the bloodletting but so like like how how has how has how has like user how how has user adoption been over the last seven months? Like what's like what are the pros and cons and 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 the trouble spots? Yeah, sure. I mean, at the beginning, it was. Um, I mean, as you know, it's it's very like manual in the sense that I think I would have talked to three or five hundred people, and they were our first three or five hundred users, um, yeah. just one by one. Like, hey, if someone got scammed, I'll just talk to everyone who was like in that space and just say like, hey, like this is what we're doing. Um, since then, it's been like very organic growth, to be honest, and and we're doing quite well overall, I think. So we're currently protecting twenty thousand people, which is like right. amazingly high number for me. I've never protected twenty thousand, or like done anything for twenty thousand people ever before in my life. So that's um, yeah, I'm just very grateful for that. Um, and yeah, we're growing like mostly through again like organic word of mouth. It's been it's been pretty awesome. Uh, like something like you know thirty percent a month. Um, and I'm just happy to be protecting more people, to be honest. That's like the main goal here. That's awesome, man. And I hope, I hope the, like, how was the, so just out of curiosity and I, and this is, you know, I don't want to necessarily pry too much, but I am just genuinely curious. Like the, it's always difficult to find a monetization strategy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I know, you know, no matter how much, it doesn't matter how much the funding is eventually, eventually the, the, the model has to support it. And that's with everything. That's with the Dell fantasy. That's with, that's with pocket universe. That's with everything. Yeah. So, how has the, how, like, so you put something out there in terms of like, okay, well, here's, here's what we can do for premium. Um, has there been a good uptake in that? Or, or are you kind of thinking, or are you at that point yet where you have to like look at the premium model and the monetization strategy and, and kind of readjust that? Or are you, are you even worrying about that yet? To be honest, we're not worried about it right now. We're just trying to like get out there and protect as many people as possible. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, we made the premium tier because we wanted to give it away so that yeah. more people would use our free tool. <laughs> um, because I would talk to like NFT communities and I would say like, hey, we have a free tool for you. We'll protect everyone in your community, right? And yeah. they wouldn't think an eye. They would just be like, okay, whatever, sounds cool. And now that we've built like a premium tier, if we're giving away like some premium access to their holders, they're like, oh, okay. Suddenly like the ears prick up and they're like, wow, like let's pay some attention to this. So to be perfectly honest, we haven't thought about, or we haven't focused on monetization, I should say. Yeah. We've thought about it and like, the basic models out there are like freemium or we go b2b and like service wallets or we use something new and cool like insurance sort of thing mm. um so we have monetization routes like in the future but right now it's just not the focus it's like just get out there protect as many people as possible i still yeah. see like millions millions of dollars getting stolen so that's like it's the crazy. one yeah and and i love that i love it i mean the it's i can tell that it, just from talking to you that it comes from a genuine place um and i'm this I, and i can recognize it because i'm the same way like like you know, Dusty and, and, and people on our team and people in our community are probably tired of me talking about just like how much value <laughs> I try to provide to people. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I really do believe that if you put your heart into something and you just continually focus on other people um, and serving to the best of your, at a, at a high level to the best of your ability and getting everybody else to the result that they, they need to get to or that they desire to get to, that mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to come back in spades. Right. Um, mm -hmm. That's the, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive in, in a sense, because I think a lot of people, especially when they're starting out, 
say, well, I want, I need a lot of money and I want to make a lot of money or I want to, I want to get, you know, when Lambo or whatever. But, and so they, and so they focus, they focus on like, how can I make a lot of money right now? Right. And some of, most of them don't, and some of them do. And it's that the fact that some of them do screws up everybody else because what they don't understand, they don't have the lens of time. They don't have mm -hmm. the prism or the lens of time to look through and say, wow, that person that said, when Lambo, fuck it, I'm here to make money. Like, well, how did that turn out in 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Right. Like you can only you can only kind of take advantage of, of so many people so often before everybody avoids you like the plague. And you, you you tend that type of personality tends to burn out and lose that lose everything they make. Right. Um, whereas if you're service based first and primary, you're like, look, I'm here on this earth to serve other people. Right. Um, sidebar, but related like my I especially when I do like advisorships or mentorship, my definition of entrepreneurship is really simple. Um, entrepreneurship is taking personal responsibility for other people's problems. That's mm -hmm. it. That is what an entrepreneur is. It's someone who takes personal responsibility for somebody else's problem. If, I, if I'm in the weight loss space and I am a trainer, right? And I am fit. Being overweight is not my problem, right? I've mm -hmm. probably solved that in my own life, right? It is not my problem but I am taking responsibility for your problem. Yeah. <laughs> you were the one that's over, right? And so it's the same kind of thing. You you necessarily, look, software designer, software developer, like you could have made this and kept it for yourself and been like, y'all, I'm safe. You know, <laughs> you know, double barrel, middle finger, motherfucker is like, I'm, I'm good, right? Like, but that's, but you don't have the problem anymore because you have the technical ability and, and you've done the work to solve the problem for yourself. But you've taken upon yourself to now take personal responsibility for like security period, right? And that's a big effing deal. You know what I mean? And so when you say, well, like, honestly, I'm just, I'm just interested in getting, making as many people as secure as possible. Well, yeah, there's a business reason for that because, you know, user growth and retention and KPIs and, you know, all our metrics and all that, that's great. But, but at the core of that is a, a true desire to help people and make sure that, that, the more the more secure people are right now in Web three and in in the blockchain, the more people are going to feel comfortable coming in, mm -hmm. right? And so I think there's I think there's a real altruistic angle to what you're you're doing, Nish, and I and I appreciate that for sure. Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, yeah, we just see every day on Twitter someone out there is posting, "Hey, I've lost all of my NFTs," and it's just like yeah. so much pain out there in the world that could just be it's so preventable. That's the crazy part of it. It's just so preventable. Um, and that's what we're here for. And honestly, like every time it happens again, like every other day, someone will pop into our Discord and say, "Hey, thank you for saving, you know, five hundred dollars. Like I was, I was gonna lose it." Um, and that's honestly like a little shot of like dopamine to my head, and it just makes my day. Honestly, like every time I see that, it's beautiful because um, yeah, I'm just so happy to be preventing pain out there in the world. It, it honestly is just like the biggest motivation when it comes to building anything. Yeah, it's wicked, man. I, I mean, I really like. So, so what are, and I'm, I know you noticed, so you're focusing on mobile next, right? Yeah. What's, what are the challenges? What are the challenges with trying to create security and what's the difference? Like, I, I mm. want, I think people don't necessarily understand that there's a difference in, in, in desktop and mobile, like, oh, it, it's already works on desktop. Why doesn't it work on mobile? So what, what are the, I mean, can you kind of at a high level, talk about some of the differences and challenges that occur in mobile as opposed to desktop? Yeah, sure. I think. One of the, I mean, two two main things that we've, I guess, been challenged by and like sort of like skirted our way around now is one, like building a mobile app 
it takes a lot more effort than building like a Chrome extension. It's just like you've got iOS, you've got Android, and now you're playing in like the sandbox of like Apple or Google, and you've got to work around a few things there in their ecosystems, right? That's that's a bit of a challenge. Um, the second thing is, yeah, like to insert ourselves before the wallet is just a bit more challenging on the mobile side of things. Mm. You can't interact, you can't like not interact, but you can't like in the in the same that we way that we do with the extension, we can't just like sort of force us, ourselves in front of MetaMask and say like, hey, like we're first, sorry, you're coming after. Wow. Um, because like it's all mobile apps and they interact in a different way. So there are a few like UX challenges there and like we really want to make it smooth. Like I'm sure you know that. Yeah. When you install Pocket Universe, it was one click and then you're good. Like we want to make it super easy to use, but that's much harder on the mobile side of things. Mm-hmm. So this is the two things we're working through right now. And I'm sure we'll get there, but um, definitely like a uphill battle compared to the Chrome extension. Awesome. That's cool. So I, well, I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. Um, uh, where, where can we send people, Nish? Like where can they uh, get Pocket Universe? Where should we send them? Yeah, sure. I mean, you've got the website, I think, at the bottom in the banner. It's pocketuniverse.app. Uh, you can find our Twitter there. You can find our Discord there. If anyone out there, by the way, wants help with like security, if you have a question, if you're worried like that you might have gotten scammed or something, just come talk to me or come talk to us. We help like everyone that comes through our doors just to be like, hey, this is what happened. You don't have to worry about it or this is what you should do. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. We're on Twitter as well, Pocket Universe Z or Z in, in for Americans. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's where you can find us. Absolutely. So everybody, like I said, I speak from the heart. Um, I use Pocket Universe. I really love this app. I, I literally, I use it as well as another thing and I tend to move the other, I'm not going to mention any names, but it's good as well. But I kind of, I tend to move it out of the way to kind of get to see what Pocket Universe says before I make any decisions in, in my trades uh, or, or anything that I do. Um, I highly, I mean, I recommend it, of course, do your own research, but I, I definitely recommend it. I love it. Um, I cannot wait to continue to use it and see what comes up next. Um, and by all means, check them out. It's pocketuniverse.app, A-P-P. That's pocketuniverse.app. Uh, Nish, man, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And I'm, I'm so glad to have finally met you. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait to uh, learn more about what you guys are working on next. And, and definitely when the mobile release comes out, let us know and we will, we will scream it from the mountaintops. <laughs> will do. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I, I'm so glad to hear that you're a user as well. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, everybody, again, one more time, pocketuniverse.app. And with that, I would like to say thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Um, Evening Alpha. And uh, yeah, by all means, check it out. And with that, we will say we love you. And uh, we're so glad you're here and with us. And we will see you next time. And until then, take care.